0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Good morning. Welcome into a Friday edition of Inside the Locker Room. They were chanting that in my house this morning. Why? No, it's Friday, Friday, Friday. So, uh, get through with school today, get through with work, and you can have, uh, the weekend. It looks like it's going to be great weather on the weekend. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. Twitter account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wim Sanderson 1 email. Address for the show is wimp and barry at yahoo.com. Download that Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. Uh, you can take us with you anywhere you go. There's also a chat box in the right hand corner up there if you want to send us a message through the app. Before we get started, we want to thank Yellowwood brand, Pressure Treated Pine. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors no matter what the project is this season. Pier, deck, fence, pergola. Be sure to head down to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Today's show, um, Philip Pearson will be on with this. Phillip, obviously a Longtime assistant uh, in the SEC, currently up at UAB. Basketball season uh, is right around the corner. A lot of guys are playing exhibition games. I know they have played one against Georgia Tech. I think they got one actually Monday night. We'll talk a little college basketball uh, with Philip, And then eight fifteen. 15 uh, well, hopefully Coach Sonny Smith will be able to join us this morning. But more importantly, once your phone calls, 205-342-9904. That being said, I'll Toss it over to Dad. I talked to Mom last night. She said y'all had a nice anniversary dinner last night. Uh, I believe it's 66 years. I think I said 65, but uh, 66 years. So, congratulations to you guys. Glad y'all had a good dinner last night. How are you doing this morning?
2: Uh, doing fine. Uh, the scoring last night, uh, Virginia Tech 38-10 over Syracuse. And uh, Georgia Southern beat uh, Georgia State 44-27. Um, so those wins there first SEC game uh, on Saturday morning will be A&M, uh, South Carolina at A&M. That'll be an 11 o'clock game. And so if you want to see an early SEC game, that's what you got. Other news, uh, the FBI is now, in, 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 in their own words, saying that they're making an extensive, ongoing, uh, utmost priority look um, at the problem at Michigan.
1: Luis, uh, Let me ask Matt, you this before you go. Why would the FBI don't they have enough? Don't they have more important things to do than this? The FBI. Wow. Um.
2: Well, Matt Weiss said that he had been fired. Um. According to him, I think he did not attend a meeting. I didn't realize that he was a, he was a coordinator at one time. Oh, you're
1: talking about the computer scandal, not the not the uh, not the scouting scandal. That's a whole different scandal. Yeah, I got you. Now go ahead. Okay. So anyway, um,
2: we'll just see what happens in Michigan. Uh, it was mentioned uh, in, in the news today that TCU didn't know that Michigan was doing what they were doing as far as seeing it seeing uh, teams play in person. Um, Asa Newell, who uh, a lot of people just kept going on on about, who headed down to Gonzaga, Alabama, Texas, and Georgia in basketballs, a five-star forward uh, selected Georgia. Um, helps Mike quite quite a bit. Um a local news, the judge denied uh, Darris Miles uh, a motion to dismiss the capital murder charges um they have a law in alabama where you could dismiss it and not go to trial at all and um he went through a bunch of bunch of stuff that i'm not going through but uh where he, you know where the judge could rule that you would not have to be prosecuted but uh it will be prosecuted uh according to this uh that came out yesterday so we'll see what happens there um Nick Saban said that he had, just on a lighter note, that he quit drinking because he was drinking around his kids. and It's the best thing for him to do and that um, he didn't have any hangovers anymore. So they asked him why he, what, was he drinking? He said he was not. Um, that That's about all. He did mention also, Coach did, about besides the drinking part, he did mention about the helmet communication that he thought would be good. I noticed where LSU's head coach mentioned it said he tried to do something with it with the conference office, and the conference office wouldn't wouldn't adhere to it or wouldn't answer him back. Um, so those little tidbits are there. If you have any calls, if you have any questions about anything or want to chime in and give your two cents about uh, Michigan, where what you think should happen there? I was on a show yesterday, and they didn't think it was anything to it. Uh, when I went over, you know, that wasn't against the rules. Uh, said, uh, you know, they said, well, it shouldn't be. I said, well, it you know, they went and started going over everything. No reason why they even should have had it. And so we'll,
1: we'll see what happens there. That's all I have. Yeah, a friend Frisella, he was out talking about it, and he. He said, you know, when the NCAA did a wee way, with it, he was talking about, you know, that's how he kind of met a lot of people in coaching, going on the road, uh, scouting. He met talked about all the different coaches he met. It was a cost-cutting measure. But now, yes. especially in these Power Fives, as much money as they're making, uh, he was hoping maybe they would bring it back. It might be something that you could let maybe, like, your uh, analyst or something like that go and do. It gets them some experience and maybe helps them and doesn't break the pocketbook to do that uh that also coach uh on wednesdays if it's not raining he drives the ferrari if it's not if it's raining the ferrari stays in the garage uh but if it is pretty day outside he gets the ferrari out (laughs) on wednesday he talked about this now i will guarantee you on wednesday next Wednesday if it is not raining there'll be people driving by the Malmore Complex to look at his Ferrari over there and take pictures of the Ferrari uh, did you drive a particular, a special car on a special day No, on your way to the Just office Go, go
2: whatever the university let me have no oh. I didn't didn't do that he's got a um, certain way about doing things um, hitting golf balls or whatever he has a certain way that he likes to do certain things and he does it
1: that way, I didn't know about that. But uh, he just kind of goes to, goes his own, own pattern. He got in a Ferrari. So if you want to if you want to ride in the Ferrari, then you need to come down here on Wednesday. It's the only day he gets that Ferrari out. They should so. they should have driven that homecoming parade. Yeah, maybe they did, but it was too early. It, it was sa- it's Saturday. You can't drive the Ferrari on Saturday. Only on Wednesday. So um, he also said that and uh, I. Uh, People would say he's the best speaker in college football. Uh But he said, you know, sometimes when I get up in front of the team, you know, in the Malmore building, you know, they're in that big lecture. It's like almost like a movie theater. He said, sometimes I wonder uh whether my message is getting through. He thinks his message goes through to him in the locker room uh before the game halftime. He thinks he gets to him. But he said, that's also maybe why he brings in other speakers throughout the year, because you get tired of hearing the same guy speak all the time. Probably a lot of truth in that, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Eventually they start to kind of tune you out. So oh, here comes coach again, another speech. Uh, is that true? Yeah. I think in some cases it is. some
2: cases coaches can keep it longer than other coaches, but I think to uh, some some degree. I, uh, I did mention on a kind of terrible note, Northwestern State has canceled their football season, and coaches resigned over the killing of one of their players.
1: Uh, so it's yeah. I didn't even I saw did. that this morning. I didn't even know they had a player get shot. He was actually as injured, and he was helping coach. And I uh, don't know the coach. I don't know why he he said he was having such a hard time. He thought it was better for somebody else to lead the program. So I don't know if there was anything behind the scenes that happened. Uh, with that, um, and then lastly, I'm gonna help you this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm gonna help you. Um, I know you were devastated last weekend, uh, over the Oklahoma. So I'm gonna actually personally take the trip down to the plains uh-huh. of Auburn this weekend and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna try to talk to Coach Freeze. Oh, uh, well, that'll be a big help. Tell him that you've got. <laughs> Six and a half that he needs to. So if he gets late, he needs to, you know, in the game, it's a three or four point game, he's got the ball that uh, we got to get that thing over six and a half. So I'll see if I can do my part down there to try to help you out. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. this game is interesting.
2: Yeah, um, Mississippi State has not been quite as good defensively as you thought they would with a defensive head coach.
1: They held Arkansas at three.
2: Yeah, I know they did, but uh, I don't think they've been quite what they in that game. They certainly were that against that quarterback. You're exactly right.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll take a break here. We got Tom holding. I don't want to cut Tom short. He's probably going to get on me about something I've said. So I got to give him plenty of time to to cut me up. Uh, It's a good thing I got thick skin with Tom, but uh, but I love Tom calling in. He always uh bring some interesting things to the show. So we'll see what he's got this morning. 205-342-9904, if you'd like to get in. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy for you. They'll come right to you. Get all the cleaning, pick it up, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop-off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, uh, there's only one choice in this community, and that's Royal. Take those beautiful golf shirts that you're getting. Everybody's buying these real expensive shirts. Now let Royal handle those as well. 205-391-0034. That's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
0: Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of
3: Nissan Travis Center, just got a report of a wreck on U.S. 11 at Dombra Benz Boulevard behind Mercedes plant. You can expect significant delays as we have lane blockage in the area. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Grab some end of the month instant savings now at Towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending
4: on the Tuscaloosa Thread.
5: Good Friday morning. TPD says it will not respond to baseless allegations made in a letter written by an anonymous officer alleging racism, nepotism, fraternization, and a flawed promotion process in the department. The Tuscaloosa County NAACP branch has pledged to investigate the claims, stating the department must represent everyone. The letter also states officers are forced to work overtime. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news throughout the day. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hey, if you're... Tide 100.9,
0: Tuscaloosa weather.
5: Another warm, dry day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny, the high 82. Fair tonight below 64. And for the weekend, warm and dry. A partly sunny sky tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 82 and 85. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Did you miss any episode on Tide 100.9? Don't worry. All of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Yellowwood, pressure treated by I'm from Great Southernwood. You're going to build it to last. Use Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you are right, get to the yellowwood hotline bring tom in tom what car do you drive on wednesday you got the lamborghini and what are you pulling out of the garage on wednesdays
6: yeah uh, the, the old Nissan uh <laughs> that niece. i've been driving for years and years and uh um uh, <clears throat> that uh but, uh, you know, thank, thank the Lord
1: that I've got that. That's what I say every morning. Yeah, Coach and Saban, I, that's rich man problems. I don't take the Ferrari out if it's raining. Well, he owns, a, he owns a Ferrari dealership.
6: Don't forget
1: that. Yeah, yeah, well, and if this Rena he's not putting a Ferrari on the road. Just don't forget that either. So,
6: right. Yeah. But but the, the number one thing about Coach Saban is he owns that dealership, so he's advertising. Where Isn't does he guy?
1: own it? Where does he own the Ferrari? Nashville. Nashville, Nashville Nice. You think he's like, when you say he owns it, like, does he own 5%? Does he own it all? Does he own... I think, I think,
6: I think, now I don't know what the percentage is, but I was led to believe in the article that I read about, uh, not only does he own the Ferrari, but he owns a a Mercedes dealership in Nashville, and a friend of mine worked at that dealership as a salesman, Mm -hmm. and she... Uh, well I'm not gonna I, I, that's too much of other people's business. So I'm not gonna do that and, yeah uh, anyways, well, anyway it's quite successful let me tell you that
1: yeah he's got one right. up in uh in Birmingham as well so right yeah, right. Yeah. right what you got this morning
6: well, I called in and my feelings are kind of hurt after your old statement about how I call in and cut you up
1: uh, uh well, you know you like to challenge me if it, i I don't mind it I don't mind it
6: oh okay, well, good then I don't feel so bad because no. I thought when I called in, I, I just try to create
1: conversations if you agreed with everything I said it'd get boring. So uh, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, and, but now don't don't
6: forget that when you're right, I'm quick to point out that you made a good point and that you're right. You do. I also do that. You
1: do, you're fair. And, I appreciate it.
6: And and, uh, and I enjoy the show. That's it, number one. Good. And uh but I wanted to bring uh, uh, two or three things to the attention if if you don't mind. yeah. Uh, uh. First is the FBI is not investigating Michigan on the yeah on the uh on the science level. Yeah. They're they're in there on something else.
1: Yeah, computers, the computer stuff, right? Yeah,
6: yeah uh, and yeah. Uh, and it's kind of an ICC inter interstate travel or uh, commerce or something. But anyway, I wanted to point that out. Yeah. Two, I read an interesting article uh, overnight that. uh, was talking about people that are obsessed with celebrity, and, and I've been watching this thing with Taylor Swift, and to the point of uh, the NFL has, has sickened me with the with the way they do uh, her and this uh, dating thing with uh, Kelsey. Yeah, and, and, and in the article, it, it pointed out this was article was uh, based on research done by several psychologists. And their conclusion was that people that are obsessed with celebrities are low IQ. Okay. And um and I said, you know, I'm I I'm sorry to hear that because so many of my friends and children and grandchildren are obsessed with Taylor Swift. And I go, I just I hope this I gotta go back and reread that again and I hope that's not the case uh because I, I hate to be uh, you know, uh my my feelings are hurt about my family and, and friends being obsessed with celebrities and that being the sign of low IQ.
7: Well, how old
1: are these kids though? Are, I mean, come on, they're kids. How old are they? Well, old-
6: it, go, it goes from, uh, teenagers, uh, finishing high school to down to my little great grand that, uh, uh, like to the dance. Routine. They don't really know the songs, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you, see what I'm saying? It's kind of a, a wide variety. Yeah. And, uh, so, that
1: that I wanted to point that out and, and warn people about being obsessed with celebrities. Well, Dad was obsessed. Sort of obs- you could ask Dad, he was obsessed with Olivia Newton John. He stalked her all the way out to the airport and got a p- picture with her on her plane. Would that be considered obsessed, Tom? <laughs>
6: no, I, I can't go there with uh, a coat. <laughs> yeah. But well, you uh say but he the has thing, a low <laughs> Well, no, 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 man. Okay. Don't, don't okay. put those words oh, in no, my mouth. I asked, I I asked. To, <laughs>
4: I
2: yeah,
6: well, I, okay. I'll, have to, I'll have to do some research on okay. the situation surrounding. What did she say to him before he went out there and stuff like
1: that? So. Let me tell you what happened, Tom, real fast. Give me 20 seconds. She had a concert in the Coleman Coliseum. It was probably Memorial then. When the concert's out, they got a little tunnel there where those cars, you know, they come down in there. So why... Right. She sings the last song, they're chanting one more song, she's off the stage and into the car. Where well, the That's car correct. comes zooming out of Memorial Calls and Park Light like, Zoom. And another car comes zooming out of there, zoom. And that car happened to be <laughs> uh had Wimp Sanderson in it that zoomed all the way to the airport where she was and her private plane was out there and he talked his way onto the plane to get a picture made. My with Lord. Her. So uh, uh, according to more. your article, he has a low IQ for that.
6: Well, no, 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 don't do that to me. Don't put that on me.
1: And you you hear but, that he is now, not
6: oh, denying no, this now, story. I, I'll say this, I'll say this. You know, I, Olivia Newton-John, when you did that, and when she was in
2: concert, so is a hell of a lot prettier than Taylor Swift. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. I don't know about that. Well, she didn't have she didn't have have a a knife put on her either, like Taylor did. You know Taylor Swift's legs are insured for forty million dollars.
6: No, I don't know that much about Taylor Swift, so I'm I'm not. I'm telling
1: you, it is. So, go ahead.
6: The third thing I wanted to bring up, (laughs) coach, is directed. (laughs) directed at you and um, the the little uh, you know those radio stations that you go on every week and yeah. if you're a guest and they ask your advice about everything and they run yeah. around and throw themselves at your feet and oh, all like that so, oh. and and, and uh, but i i wanted to point something out to you today before you okay. go on those shows right. that you could bring up to them all right and here it is all right when they start poo-pooing around about florida and georgia I want you to make them remember, and they're going to bring up Steve Spurrier, and they're going to go old, old false toast all weekend down there before Florida gets killed by Georgia. And and they're going to talk about Steve Spurrier this, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell them that, A, he quit on his team at South Carolina. Or did he? because, Because he was... Scared that he was going to get beat by Vanderbilt.
2: That's right, exactly right.
6: And a more important thing I want you to point out to him and make him crap in their freaking pants is this: <laughs> Mike Dubose beat his ass twice in one year. Once,
2: I didn't know at, that a,
6: at, at, at Florida Field and another the same year in Atlanta in the SEC Championship game. Mike Dubose beat his rear end. I want you to remind them about that, about the old ball, Coach, if you all don't right, mind. If they bring it
2: up, I will. I don't know if they will or not, but they bring it oh, up. They
6: oh, they're going to bring it up. I'm telling you, they don't, they're don't. they so low IQ, they don't know anything else to talk about. You'll bust them right up. You bust them all the time. I already know that. <laughs> okay. All, all right. Go.
1: Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll get up to North Alabama, and uh, we'll get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce.
8: Right. Hey, listen, uh, I w- now, don't quote me on this. The last I heard, Coach had two uh, Mercedes dealerships in Birmingham, and I thought he had one in Tuscaloosa, and he's got one in Nashville, and I think maybe in in uh, Louisiana, in New Orleans. And that Ferrari dealership is a Maserati, too, I think. That's what I read, but I, I could be wrong.
1: got one. i don't think he's got one in tuscaloosa uh i think he has uh that one up in irondale i believe he owns a part of that infinity dealership because i bought an infinity there and that's what they had told me uh in right there in hoover uh and so i don't know but when they say he owns it like how much he owns percentage yeah yeah
8: yeah, and sometimes um, that's,
1: they like like Julio Jones. I don't know if Julio owns any of them. They just use his name, you
8: know. So well, yeah, that's what I heard too. But however, uh, Coach was was in partners with somebody in New Orleans that it was in New Orleans, which and I forget the guy's name. He he owns he owns quite a few dealerships. Yeah. Coach was in partners with him, but uh, he owns a percentage of them. He's, from he's what doing, I understand. He's doing well. Well, hey, uh, I was talking to uh, whoever answered the phone about your podcast. It had been up all week, Barry, and that's how I get to listen to y'all.
1: Okay. Well, I'll have to get on Noah for that. Uh, that You're talking to Wyatt, but I'll get on Noah.
8: Well, yeah, I did not know that, that y'all had, were affiliated with Fox and still started hearing your commercials now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that wouldn't be. It should be. Uh it's on all the Apple podcasts and all that, but we'll, I'll find out why. All
8: right. Uh there's not there's not there's not a lot of uh stuff really going on, you know, because 'cause we're not playing this week, you know. It's hard to get a conversation about stuff other than the Jim Harborough deal. That's that's the biggest news right now, isn't it? Mm, it
1: seems to be. Yeah.
8: And I'll, and my heart goes out to those families and People in I in Maine, you know, yeah, terrible, terrible deal. Terrible. Awesome. All right, so guys, you. I appreciate y'all letting me talk. Thank and you, I, Bryce. That's all
1: I got. Man. Thank I ain't you, now. Thank you, Bryce. Bye. All right, tonight uh, that game one uh, of the World Series. Uh, the game will be in Texas. uh, Evaldi, uh who's a great pitcher for uh, Texas, will will take the mound. Uh, just your thoughts about it. it's a it's a two three two. Uh, series. So obviously two in Texas. There'd be three in, uh, Arizona. And you come back if necessary, two in, um, back in Texas. But, uh, not, not your marquee teams there. So I don't know yeah. how the ratings will go. But, uh, anytime you play the World Series, it's, it's a big deal. So the crowds will be great. Uh, you interested in watching any of this World Series? I'll
2: watch some of it. You know, Texas versus Arizona is big. You know, out there. And that, and that, close to each other so i think it's i think it's okay I, i'm not in it, into it like i have been past years i don't know i hadn't kept up with it as close i should have but i just ha- have not and um don't know my, my manager cleveland's out now he's sick they're getting
1: a new manager so. so oh y'all the cleveland guardians Cleveland indians so, in, the indians or the guardians the Why? indians Say the Guardians, They're, will not, it's, it's the Indians. He so will not Noah. He, that's why he would not. Noah, if you get
2: if you say the Guardians, it'd be the first thing you've gotten right.
1: <laughs> that's Wyatt, not Noah. Noah's oh. down in the hall taking care of business, uh, working on the podcast. All right, uh, we take the break here. We'll get uh, Coach Philip Pearson in up at UAB. We'll chop it up with a uh, coach. Uh, if you guys want to ask Philip a question, you can give him dial, dial him up 205-342-9904. 2 minute truck. They're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's the holiday season. A lot of people are wanting to decorate while the stuff's up in the attic or uh, it needs to be moved from upstairs to downstairs. So if you need to just bring these guys out just to help you there in the house, uh, they'll do that for you if you want to move. Uh, Local, out of town, out of state, obviously they can do that. you got people moving to the area. They'll go get them, and they'll do a great job. I've used them every way possible. You do the same. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. It's two men in a truck. Movers, who care?
0: Tide
3: 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center just got a report of a wreck on US 11 at Dombler Benz Boulevard behind Mercedes Plant. You can expect significant delays as we have lane blockage in the area. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Grab some end of the month instant savings now at Towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray.
0: Inside the Locker Room with and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Pressure treated pie. I'm from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com. Find the dealer that's close to you. When you build, you want to build it last. Yellowwood is your choice. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. I'll get out right to, uh, we we'll go right up to Birmingham here. He's a former uh, assistant here with Coach Gottfried here. They did great things. Late eight. I went to the lead eight. has uh, been to Georgia, Clemson, Mercer, Little Rock, and now up at UAB. Coach Philip Pearson. Good morning. Philip, how are you, buddy? Hey, Philip. Hey, I'm good. How are you? We're good. Glad that. To... Well, um,
2: I don't know what to ask you, except I will ask you about the baseball part of it. Have you have you been watching these two teams? I know you're a baseball guy.
9: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a good time with it. I hate to, you know, my Braves got beat a little earlier than everybody was expecting and hoping. But, yeah, I've been paying attention to it for sure. It was good. Those those two. Yeah. Uh well, I think they're both good. Uh, the Rangers uh, have been awfully impressive, but it's hard to take anything away from the Diamondbacks. I, I think I heard them say it's never happened before in a seven-game series that both road yeah. teams have have won the last two games yeah. on the road. It's been unbelievable the way the home sure and away stuff has gone in the in the in the baseball stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I don't know uh you know who I'm really pulling for, but uh it'll be it should be good
1: uh Philip. Let's talk a bit about uh college basketball um a lot of teams now are playing uh secret scrimmages. it's kind of changed uh from what it used to be in the past used to be you'd play a foreign team uh, I know wake Forest we maybe were trying to recruit a player, so we would maybe pay that. Group to come in to help us get a player, but they don't do that much anymore. It's a scrimmage, or you're playing maybe a maybe a AUM or somebody like that to give them some exposure, give them a little bit of check. Uh, I know you guys. And I don't know if you can talk about it, but I played one scrimmage against uh, Georgia Tech. Just talk about what you guys. Try to do in these scrimmages. Do you play everybody? Do you look at different combinations? Do you scout your opponent when you're scrimmaging them? Alabama will take on Wake Forest on Sundays. I know a lot of people be interested about that. How do you handle these scrimmages?
9: Well, you get two opportunities to play and, and, uh, I, I would think most people kind of, you know, go the same route that we go, which is one closed scrimmage. You mentioned we, we had one at Georgia Tech last Sunday and then and then play an exhibition game so you give your guys a chance to play when with a crowd and, and that sort of thing. So uh we did uh a close friends with Georgia Tech last Saturday. We've we've got a uh exhibition game that, that fans can attend on Monday night against uh against Morehouse over in Atlanta. Um you know, Georgia Tech was interesting because, you know, you mentioned the scouting and so uh, and I kind of scouted them for whatever it's worth for us, but uh, you know, you were we were going against a a new coach over there, Damon Stoudemire, longtime pro guy who was coming from the Celtics. So almost impossible to to scout, you know, his plays, his set, you know, what he's going to run, that kind of stuff. So really it was just a little bit of talk about personnel. And so, of course, in this era, um, I was laughing with Andy Kennedy. I said, well, here, you know, I got the Georgia Tech stats from last year. They've got four players uh, coming back, and I've got, I think it was seven other uh, stat sheets from other division one programs. They had all these transfers, one from Ole Miss, one from Florida, uh, one from UMass, et cetera, uh, that you were kind of looking at. So anyway, you, you, you know, you want to know just enough about them, but really, you know, we kind of told our guys we didn't want to know, you know, everything in the world about them. Uh, let's go in and, and, uh, get the things we've been working on, our defensive principles and so forth and so on. Let's, let's kind of see how, how it works out. So, it was a, it was a competitive. We kind of broke it up in three different segments. So it was, it was competitive. Uh, you know, uh, three little, three, three little sets over there in Atlanta. So it was, it was good for us. Yeah. That Florida Atlantic still, uh, going to be good again. I think so, coach. You know, they've got all their guys back. I think maybe all but one, but, but they've got a ton of their, their, their team back from last year. And, and, uh, of course, uh, they, along with us, you know, we're moving into the new, the new conference, uh, going yeah. from Conference USA into the American. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, Memphis and Florida Atlantic were the, were kind of the top two, uh, in some of the polls. I think we were in their third or fourth and a couple, two or three that I saw. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be good. They should be good. Uh,
1: I wanted to ask y'all about this new high school role. I guess you can't do this in college because they, uh, still play the halves, although the women, I think, play 10 minute quarters. You know, the new high school rule, Dad and Philip, uh, I'm sure y'all know, uh, on the fifth foul of every quarter, you shoot two now. There is no one and ones, uh, in high school basketball anymore. So you shoot two. When the quarter's over, they wipe the fouls and you go until there's five again. Uh, your thoughts, you guys' thoughts about that? I guess it's the, Maybe speed up the game, where you're not shooting as many one and ones. There, a lot of times you don't get to five fouls, maybe, uh, in a quarter. But no more one and ones in high school basketball in the state of Alabama, I guess. Uh, but I think it's maybe it's nationally. Uh, you guys' thoughts about that?
9: Uh, well, yeah, I, I had forgotten about it actually, but yeah, I've, he- I've heard that um, they do do that in, in women's Division One, correct? Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess. I guess it is the speed of play maybe. Uh I don't know that I I don't know that I'm a big fan of that. I kinda like having a chance maybe if you're coming from behind to, you know, put somebody on that line with a one and one. Uh I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. But uh yeah, you know, we're we're uh you know, we're just playing the twenty minute halves. I know there's you know, I just heard somebody last week talking about it, you know, the quarter stuff and, and people seem to like that better, they think for whatever reason. So I have I have no idea if we're if we're heading into that. Uh I will say along those uh, same lines that uh, Andy Kennedy is, I guess I'm kind of our officiating liaison kind of guy. Anyway, I've, I've watched uh, two, one was an hour, one was an hour and a half videos with all the officiating, uh, you know, guys and college coaches that could log on to a couple of zoom sessions here in the last five or six days. And so it's always interesting uh, to hear what they say and, and, uh, you know, that, that block charge thing is gonna be a big deal in college basketball this year. I don't think you're gonna see you're not gonna see as many charges. You're really gonna to have to, to be there and be there on time and you know, take that hit uh, from the offensive player, really square it up in your chest to be able to to be able to get that call. Um, and there's a couple other things, but that was really the main have thing. Have they changed that, Phillip, from last year? Have they changed yeah, that? Yeah, the rule bit? Yeah, the rule now, Coach, is is that as a defensive player, you have to be set before the the last plant foot. So if I was going in to shoot a layup, let's say, and my left foot, you know, my right-hand side, let's say I'm going off my left foot, that you've got to be set. That defender has got to be set before my left foot hits the ground. And so you've really got to be there. So it's going to be more blocks?
1: Yes. yes. Well, I, I can't, yeah, you're, I mean, enough referees have enough things to look at, be looking at this offensive guy's <laughs> feet to see if it's left before, before the guy's set. If a guy stands in there and takes it, these guys out of control. Uh, I wish they'd give, them, give more charges instead of less. But
9: uh, I guess Well, that they, they in ours, you know, and there's been some guys that have kind of spoken out. I've seen a couple of tweets here and there from, you know, supposedly quotes from officials and so forth that basically – uh, hey, if there was 100 plays of this last year, 96 of them are going to gonna end up being charges. I mean, just this kind of ludicrous stuff. But the, they've got a new head of officials. I think he's in his second year. A guy named Chris Rastadler. And y'all y'all would recognize if you don't know him. He's kind of a – I think he's in Phoenix. He has a you few know, UAB games, Conference USA games the last couple of years. But I don't know him that well. But anyway, he, he was on there. They had a guy who writes the rules. They had the D2 guy, D3 guy. All these guys, you know, going back and forth on the zoo. And coach, you'll find this interesting. And basically, they were, Chris Radstadler tried to set the record straight. Hey, you, you are going to be able to take a charge. Don't, don't believe what you're hearing. Don't believe what you see on Twitter. You will be able to take a charge. But, but then he moved forward a little bit. And basically, they're saying, I think in their mind, almost coaching the officials, if you have to go from one side of the lane, one lane line to the other, They think it's going to be almost impossible for you to be there and be set. And of course, they showed several, they showed several, uh, examples on video. Then they showed, and I don't, y'all don't play, Barry. I don't think you don't have the circle in in high school, the charge circle. No. Yeah. So then they showed a couple of examples where a secondary defender, which we're talking about, secondary defender who's in the charge circle. If, a, if he just had to step out, just hey, one little step out of the charge circle to take it, take that charge, hey, you've got a chance to get that. And they also talked about, which I thought was good, they they made an example of the distance. So the more distance there is
7: mm-hmm.
9: between that offensive player and the, and the defender, as the play is beginning to materialize, the more distance, the more likely, and this is obvious obviously, but the more likely you are to be able to take a charge. So there's it was, there's some interesting things in there, but yeah, ultimately, I don't think you're going to see as many, you know, nearly as many charges. Caused. Yeah, but you just go, you're going to gonna put something in the game that's going to be
2: judgmental again. So much judgmental that there's always going to be a, a fuss by the by some coaches. I mean, it's, it looks to me like it just adds more judgmental to it.
1: Well, you, be- you better uh, you better play your line rules so you be that you can get there on time. <laughs> yeah
9: yeah no it, yeah it just i mean, I guess it's still they would probably argue that it's you know you're having to judge it regardless, but it's just a it's just yeah, a little no. earlier judge now, i guess it's a little quicker, but uh I do think they're probably the officials that they're talking about it at their conferences without coaches i I would think in their minds you know that that official on that baseline if he sees that guy coming, you know he's he's kind of being told probably that hey man, you may not you know probably can't get there, you know, so i would i think that's gonna lead to more to more blocks but i will say this coach you you might like this that they and they've gone back and forth on this a couple of times over the years i know but but uh table side they call them that that's what the term of the rule is table side so if i'm an official and i make a call i'm gonna stay table side so i'm gonna be right there to talk to the coach so you might like that coach you can be right there yeah, you can explain and talk to call. that official for a minute yeah explain <laughs> the call Yeah. And I, I'll say this. I didn't, I didn't know, uh, I don't know him well. I mean, well enough to speak to him, uh, this Chris Radstattler, but he, uh, he was, uh, he was very impressive on the video. He was, you know, kind of the, the head guy talking and, and so forth and so on. But I I thought he did a good job. And he talked about how important the communication was from the officials and, and so forth and Mm -hmm. so on. So, uh, anyway, and we're changing, uh, conference. We're, we're kind of going from conference USA, which is a guy named Curtis Shaw, who, all both of y'all know. We called Fellow the national anthem. <laughs> We're going from Curtis Shaw to to Mike Eaves. Uh, Mike Eaves is Mike, uh, up in Mike West had, Virginia. And Mike. Yeah. Huh.
2: He's had, he's had Scotch stuff. I think at Faulkner. Yeah.
9: Okay. Yeah. Mike. Mike is a good guy. I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times. He's just kind of gotten off the court, you know, just in the last two or three years. But he, uh, he's got. I think he told me six leagues. He's got the. He's got the all of them in the South. SWAT, Sunbelt, SOCON, ASUN, American, and then the SEC. So, all right. Uh go ahead. Tell me this. Tell me the recruiting rules as far
2: as who you can see uh in the summer and also tell me the dates for the transfer rule in basketball, if you can tell me.
9: Ooh, that. coach. You probably don't know. I don't that. know that off yeah, I don't know that off the top of my head. They've just come out and kind of Made a modification on the, you know, on the transfer portal, just trying to shorten the length of time that the yeah. that the portal is is yeah. open. Well, that's it. Yeah, um, it's okay. I, I just didn't. and I don't have I don't have those rules right. That's right no problem. Right yeah, but um, uh, yeah, the summer, you know, it's really, you know, they and they're making some more changes to that too, as as far as how many days you can be out. I, I do like the the fact that uh, in the last three or four years they've like over in Atlanta, for example, and here they did it at Hoover. Uh, Barry's played in, I believe, uh, you know, they're allowing you to play with your high school team. There's a couple of weekends in June. So if I'm, you know, if I'm a coach and I want to see somebody at Northridge high school, I'm going to be able to see him in June play with their high school team, with their high school coach. And then if he's played on the AU team, then I'm going to be able to see maybe, you know, once or twice in July, play with his AU team. And, you know, you would like to think it's the same, but it's, it's not always the same. A guy may, may, uh, May look a little different. Play with his high school team versus his AAU team, and you know, so forth and so on. So, uh, so anyway, all everything is everything is uh, up for debate right now, as you know, in college athletics and certainly in in college basketball.
1: Uh, just talk about the difficulties, I guess, of scheduling. Uh, you know, you guys would probably like to buy games, but the people that are going to be bought, they want to be paid a lot of money to come in because they generally, you know not going to win those particular games. Uh So, but people don't really want to play y'all home and home. Uh, the, the the power five guys don't. Uh And if you can get them on a neutral floor, that's good. I know you guys said you were going to a, to a tournament in Asheville. and you maybe get a chance to play Clemson and some of those teams on a neutral floor, which is probably good for you guys. Just talk about the uh, difficulty or just putting a schedule together at UAB. Yeah, it's, it's a
4: little
9: bit tricky and, and um, you know, the, We've been fortunate. We've had, you know, three pretty good years, two, especially these last two years. And, and, uh, you know, so just in general, you know, people are not jumping up and down to, uh, to come play us. We were fortunate enough. We got a home at home out of South Carolina. That was really, uh, Andy Kennedy and Frank Martin going, you know, going way back. And so, so Brian could agree for South Carolina to come play us at, at home last year. Um, you know, this year, as you mentioned, we're, we're opening up and it's, you know, Coach won't like this one. I don't even know if I've, you and know, I've talked about it, but it's kind of a, you know, bad name, good team. We're playing Bradley to open up the season, and uh, here in Birmingham, and they they've got a good basketball team. And then we're going on the road to play some neutral games over in Asheville, North Carolina. We've got Clemson in the first round, and then the second day will be uh, either Maryland or Davidson. So you know, mm-hmm. couple of couple of pretty tough games, uh, you know, right out of the chute, and then. You know, we've got some other home games. We're, we're actually going on the road to play uh, two or three games that you know you'll be interested in uh, at Middle Tennessee State, which is uh, they are staying in Conference USA. So we've been playing them for a number of years, but now they're going they're going to stay back with Conference USA. But we're going to we're going to play a home and home uh, their place this year in Birmingham. The next, we're going to uh, Arkansas State in December and play up there. And uh, of course, assistant from Alabama's got the you know new head coach up there at Arkansas State, and then we're actually going on the road. We're going to play in state at Alabama A&M, and uh, so those are those are three places we're going on the road to. Um And then obviously we'll have some other home games. Southern Miss is coming in to to, uh, to Birmingham. Furman is coming into Birmingham. So they'll, we've got a we've got a competitive schedule. But as you mentioned, Barry, there's no doubt about it. It's a it's a little bit a little bit tricky. It's tough to Tough to find the right niche for our, you
1: know for the schedule. No doubt. No doubt. Well Philip, good luck uh throughout the season. We'll be keeping up uh with the UAB Blazers. Uh we'll have you on here from time to time. Appreciate you being on with us this morning. Thanks, Philip.
9: Okay. Appreciate it. All right. See y'all. All take right.
1: Care. You, we'll take this break. We we'll get back and we'll hear the money song. We'll talk to Mike Brown. You're just the to Todd, one hundred point nine is home of Alabama Sports.
0: Coming up up. on The Game
1: with Ryan Fowler.
0: Coming up on the Friday
5: edition of The Game, we'll continue the SEC Parlay Pick Contest presented by Brian Hart Construction. We'll talk to Lee Sterling. We'll talk to Brent Beer. All starting at 2 o'clock here on The Game on 1230 WTBC. Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
0: The longest running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide one hundred. 9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
5: Your best 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm, dry day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 82. Fair tonight below 64. And for the weekend, warm and dry. A partly sunny sky tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 82 and 85. I'm James fan on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that stamp phone? That's
8: 205-342-9904.
6: Here comes the
0: money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the Money, money, money.
8: money.
1: Oh, welcome back to Inside the Locker. You know what that song means. It's time to pull up our main man, Mike Brown, with Alabama One. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good uh, morning. We're good, Mike. Uh, we'll talk about the Seminoles here. You guys survived. You had a little bit of fight there uh, last last weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the segment. But uh, tell us. Holiday season's right around the corner. Tell us what's going on at Alabama One.
10: Look, another great week at Alabama. We were talking a little bit last time about getting ready for the holidays with our Alabama One credit card. and We have a couple different versions, fixed rate or variable rate, whatever you want to get into, but they both have reward points and just ways to prepare our members for the holiday season to hit any unexpected expenses as we go to the latter part of the year or if you want to go ahead and get a head start on some of that online shopping. we got some great tools at Alabama One, and I'd invite anybody to, to check it out at our website at www.alabama1.org. You can apply right there, right on the website, get the card ordered, uh, get everything sent to you in the mail, not even have to go into the branch if you don't want, and we can get you taken care of quickly and efficiently from our website.
1: All right, uh, Mike, tell everybody about how easy it is to become a member uh, of Alabama 1. Obviously, you can do it right there on the computer. Then you can take advantage of all these great products and services.
10: No, absolutely. So again, the website's a great tool. You got the Join Now button on there. You can join less than ten minutes and become a member of Alabama One. And it's just a five dollar deposit to secure your uh, membership savings with the credit union. Opens up a world of benefits like the credit card I just talked about, or like you and I have talked about in the past—great little rates on mortgages, autos, the the whole gamut of of products and services. And we got some recently updated CD rates, or helping members earn extra extra money on their car. But if you can't get to the website, or you want to actually go sit with somebody, we now have twenty branches throughout the great state of. Alabama, I told you we got the recent branches down in Bruton and McIntosh, Alabama, and we're happy to welcome their members to our field of membership, but also as another distribution point for our Alabama One members. So we would invite you to swing by any one of those branches all over the great state, have a conversation with some great people, and look about ways to, to join the credit union, expand the financial relationship, and look for ways that we can help you out.
1: Mike, uh, tough game last week uh, with with Duke. Uh, you guys take on Wake Forest this weekend. Talk a little bit about uh, the Florida State Seminoles. You're knocking right on the door, Mike.
10: <laughs> right, I look. That makes me even more nervous, Barry. I look, I, I'm. I actually ran into a couple of friends uh, this week, and I was wearing a Florida State shirt, and they were like, "Oh, okay, you need a different shirt." And I said, "Look, I'm. I'm, I'm just happy to be able to wear it out and not get ridiculed in in Tuscaloosa, but." Yeah, uh definitely a couple challenges in the first half, but the the Seminals are finding a way to win. And I love seeing that tenacity. We talked about this on the radio, the, the changing culture over at Florida State from what it's been for the previous coaches, past few years. It's, it's been really great to see. And but anytime I see like what are we, a twenty point favorite, I think, at Wake Forest. That's uh, great to 5, see, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So every time I see that I get I, I'm happy to see it, but watching that first half against Duke and then just seeing Every game, I guess I would say that I'm not as confident as I like because of. The, but I would say for the past ten years.
2: that <laughs> Um, I don't really have anything particular. Is anything anything in anything different uh, in what y'all do and and where where you come from that anybody else does in the state.
10: That
1: makes sense. It's it's
10: talking just,
1: the banking now, we're going back to the, go the banking. back. am yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're talking Alabama
10: One. I'm sorry. Look, I appreciate it. I was like, I'm just excited talking to somebody about Florida State. They didn't want to give me off the time in town. But no, at Alabama One, I mean, I think it's really about the people, the relationship. We have great products and services. That's just kind of the, the guarantee that you're going to get with Alabama One. But I think it's just dealing with the, the individuals that are looking for ways to help you. And so it's more of that membership, that relationship, as opposed to just transactions. So to me, that's. That's a difference maker in itself when you can have somebody help you on your financial journey, and uh, we're excited for that. Obviously, uh,
1: Mike, I talk about this all the time. Um, People's credit scores, they're all over. You know, some people got great scores. Some people uh, struggled uh, to make it. The score is down a little bit. Uh, They want to have a way to, to get it back up, to maybe be able to qualify for a car loan, a mortgage, or whatever. You guys can sit down with these guys, guys or gals, uh, and map out a plan. If their if their credit score is great, great. If it needs a little work, uh, you guys can help help them with a plan of ways to to get it up to get the loans that they need. Just talk a little bit about that.
10: No, that's a great point, Barry. And look, half of the the stuff we do is people coming in just saying, "I have a need." I don't know what my credit score is, but I, I need to get another vehicle because I have a kid in my house turning 16 and we have a need for a vehicle or, hey, we just recently got married and we want to buy our first home. And then we can kind of map out what is it going to take? Are we ready today or is it something six months, 12 months from now we need to either save up or is there a down payment assistance program or, hey, we just inherited some money or we got to pay out from a retirement and you're looking for ways to, to prepare for the future. That's where it all starts out is that conversation. And you're so much more than just a credit score. A denied loan might be just a not now kind of loan where we say, hey, let's tackle these few steps. Let's get you ready. And uh, there's stories like that throughout the credit union. I get to hear all the time from our branches and our management team members. They'll say, hey, eight months ago, I had this uh, recently I was talking to a manager had a single mom in there and they weren't able to do the loan when she first got there. But over the course of eight months, she was able to get her score, fix a couple things on her credit, and we were able to finance that auto and take care of that need for her. So there's just stories like that littered throughout the entirety of the membership of the credit union. I think that's one of those things that we was talking about. What's the difference maker? And I think that's a
1: lot to do with it. Oh uh, yeah. And I will tell you this firsthand, uh, the people, uh, you guys make, you made me feel extremely comfortable. I did the mortgage. I've got a car loan there. That was very easy. And then the credit card there uh it is a great credit card as well you got points where you can get points every time you uh use the card and you turn those points into gift cards merchandise travel so everything you can get uh right there at alabama one mike we appreciate you guys appreciate you being a great sponsor um with, with the seminoles take care of wake forest so you're on the road this weekend some teams are slipping up uh will you will you take care of business this week you think I, I think
10: so. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, excited for what this week brings and continuing down the road. Uh, Florida State's been pulling it out each and every game, so I just have faith in them being able to find a way to win.
1: No doubt. Mike, we appreciate you, my man. Thanks, thank sir, you, Thank you, Mike. Thank you, guys. All right, all right, right. there's Bye-bye. Mike Brown. Go to dot oneorg We appreciate Mike and all the people out at Alabama 1. We also want to thank Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, You don't want to. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
0: WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports studios in Los Angeles.
3: Here's Eddie Garcia. Week eight in the NFL
1: got underway with Thursday Night Football in Buffalo with the Bills beating the Buccaneers 24 to 18. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen at 324 yards passing and three touchdowns, two through the air and one on the ground. Tampa Bay quarterback Baker Mayfield at 237 yards passing with two touchdowns in the loss. Buffalo improves to five and three with the win. Tampa Bay drops to three and four with its third loss in a row. Two games in the NBA. The Bucks get by the Sixers 118, 117 in his Milwaukee debut. Damian Lillard led the way with 39 points. Giannis Antetokounmpo added 23 points and 13 rebounds in the win. No James Harden for Philadelphia. Tyrese Maxey led him with 31 points. Lakers outscored the Suns in the fourth quarter 28-11 to and route to a 195 win. L.A.'s first win th- comes in part thanks to Anthony Davis who had 30 points and 12 rebounds. LeBron James added 21 points, 8 rebounds and 9 assists. Kevin Durant had 39 points in the loss for Phoenix. Well, welcome back to the second hour of Inside Locker. Phone lines are open, 205 342 Gorgeous day here in Tuscaloosa. Love to see the blue skies. The sun's coming out, so hope everybody has a great day and a great weekend. Well, I want to thank Andrew Canifer. Andrew is my Allstate insurance agent, does a great job for me. Uh, let him do the same for you. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3 over in Norport. Uh, you're looking for home, life, auto. You need an umbrella policy. You need uh, boat insurance, uh, life insurance, uh, an umbrella policy. Whatever you need, Andrew and Allstate will take great care of it. Give him a call today. He'll run a free quote. Email it right to you. 205-722-9201. Andrew Conifer, Allstate Insurance. All right. Uh, that coach, uh, Miss Terry, took it to Lake Burton uh last yesterday after work uh he gave the players uh the weekend off uh obviously uh this is a time as a coach we talk talk about this every year but uh you bring them all in and you talk to them about how you take everybody with you you're going back home these people at home they don't uh they're going to want you to hang out they're going to Hang out with you try to drag you into doing something you shouldn't do. Go to your high school game, have a good time, get some rest. But more importantly, be safe. Uh, do what you're supposed to. This is a nervous time for coaches because kids go home, crazy things happen, bad influences back there. You always breathe a sigh of relief on Sunday when everybody gets back. And you can have your meeting and start practice and preparation for what what is a huge game on Saturday at six forty five against LSU.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a a deal where you be you are sure that your assistant coaches check with all of them. Uh, Even though you want to give them a good time, you also want to be darn sure that each assistant coach handles the group that he has. And it's a trying time for the, you know, for the head coaches because they have social media and stuff. is junked up everything, and it's scary. So the time off, yes, you got to have it and need it, but you've got to have it the right way. you got to have your leaders, and not, not that your leaders can be with all your team because they can't, but they can,
7: uh,
2: you know, encourage one another, I think. And it needs to be a time that everybody gets back safe and understanding that... Uh,
1: the next game's big. Yeah, so, uh, they turned their attention, and he said they do a percentage. I think he said 43% of something like that. 43% of the work this, this week on LSU. They'll fine tune the game plan a little bit more next week. Um, Jaden Daniels, you know, everybody talks about, uh, what a great quarterback he is. Some people think he should be in contention for the Heisman, but I would think that should help. Alabama's defense uh you know you have more time more preparation time uh you hear about how great he is how great he is uh does that help Alabama this week off uh to be able to defend a great quarterback like this well I I think he gives
2: the coaches a chance to really sit down and study without having to go out to practice uh, for two or three for two or three days and uh, uh, I think they They'll have meeting after meeting after meeting to decide how they play him de- defensively, and I would imagine as good a job as Alabama has done defensively that uh, that, that they'll do a good job against him. Not perfect, no, but a good job, probably a better job than some have done, probably. And I think that that that's the big thing. We just got to cut down a little bit of that. We're not going to be perfect with him, but uh, we, we can't certainly can't let him get away. With anything, it brings first downs or touchdowns to our team.
1: You also talked about this, you know, using this week. Some guys need more rest than others. Guys have played a lot more plays. They've got nicks. Uh, they're they're hurt a little bit. Gives them some time. But other guys, it's a it's a learning opportunity to hate to really learn what we're doing. So I can trust putting you out on the field. So a lot, a lot of times, this is when the freshman guys can make the next jump because. They're not in such a rush because there's not a game that Saturday. So that kind of helps both sides, right? The guys that are hurt and that need some rest, but the guys that need the work that need to learn, this is a huge time uh for both of those players, right? Yeah, sure. Yes. No doubt about it. Uh um It's big, so it's, it's a, it's an important time.
2: It's, it's the LSU game. But it's also just the next game. It doesn't make any difference who you play. You, you, you know, you, you drop out and, and um, you get beat again. You're probably out as far as the final four is considered. So you know, every game counts the same number. That's one win or one loss. No huh? doubt about that. Uh,
1: as we look across the country, we've talked at nauseam about um, the SEC games, but uh, let's talk a bit about these undefeated teams. This is an opportunity for. Uh, an Alabama fan to look at some of these teams, uh, you know, hopefully maybe one of these undefeated teams gets knocked off. Like we talked about with uh, Mike Florida State goes uh, to Wake Forest. You know, you never would have thought Virginia would knock off North Carolina. So these are the time of year that sometimes these upsets happen. Virginia had only won one game. Uh, Wake sitting here four and three. They're playing Florida State's ABC, but it's 11 o'clock kick. Uh, you gotta be careful of these games, right? These things can end up costing you uh, the, the final four if you were to were to drop a game like that. Just your thoughts about right. about this game?
2: Well, sure. This is, this is not, but because it's the next one, because it's the one that that you're in competition with for the West. It gives you a chance to get to Atlanta, and when you get to Atlanta, you got a tough tough job. But uh, getting there is the most important thing first, and LSU has not uh, been real, real good defensively, and Alabama's running game I think's improved some, so it should be uh, um, a hard ticket to get. Uh, this, but uh, I think I think it's going to be a won't certainly it won't be like Arkansas, but it'll be more like Texas, as far as getting the ticket.
1: The other game I think it's a uh, big game. Uh... Oklahoma goes to Kansas. It's not the old Kansas. This guy's done a good job there. They are five and two. This game is in Lawrence, uh, Kansas. The line on this game is nine. Uh, it's also 11 o'clock kick on Fox. You give Kansas any opportunity. A nine point line is not a big line there. So the, the odd makers think this game will be close. You give Kansas any chance to knock off the undefeated Oklahoma Sooners.
2: Maybe. I think they have a shot. Uh, Kansas hasn't quite as quite, they haven't been quite as good as they were last year, but uh, they're you be, better be ready to play, and I, I think it, there's, a, there's a shot there. Um, all these, uh, you know, Florida State um, should t- take care of Wake, okay? Um, but uh, every every time we see somebody, uh, some weekend come, we have somebody get beat that's in the undefeated group, so. Uh, it'd be interesting to me to see Barry if they were to take a one-defeated team, one one-game defeated team, over somebody that has not lost.
1: Well, you know, and, and you know, Alabama. I think when they, the poll comes out, they're going to be behind Oregon. Well, Oregon takes on Utah. Uh, so here's a chance for Alabama to have a chance to jump on Oregon or maybe the, the Utah sitting there six and one as well. They're 13. Uh, that's another Fox game at two thirty. there. Uh, if you're an Alabama fan, you're probably pulling for Utah to knock off Oregon, try to get Oregon out of the way. Uh, your thoughts about that game?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. But, uh, but Oregon is, uh, Plays their way back in it if they win that game, and then if they were to beat Washington in the playoff game, they got themselves back in it. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know, where the, I, I don't know who's made up of this committee, but uh, it, it's going to be a it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to figure out exactly what direction uh, Oregon Washington. Uh, if if the winner if Washington of course wins it uh, then it's going to be Washington um, if Oklahoma wins against Kansas and then turns around and beats Texas again it's going to be Oklahoma I have a feeling for some reason that Texas is going to beat Oklahoma now uh, Peyton uh, Manning kid is not going to play Murphy a kid named Murphy is going to play quarterback I think a running quarterback I believe and um uh, for some reason, I don't think they think the Manning kid is ready to play. Uh, people keep warning that, or talking about it. But I think I'm correct in saying that. All
1: right. Uh, other other games that are adventurous you got Pittsburgh taking on Notre Dame. Uh, this is an interesting game. Duke uh, is five and two. They take on Louisville uh, six and one. Uh, so, what's your thoughts there about Duke and Louisville? You talked about this guy at Duke. Uh, you think uh, he'll he'll get a new job uh, after this season?
2: Well, he's he's good. He's done a good job in a quiet way. He's got good discipline. His guys play hard, um, and he just he's just done a heck of a job. We've had some good coaches at Duke in football, but uh, they've you know they faltered some. But I'm telling you right now, he's he's done a terrific job. He came there from from Texas. Uh, from uh not Texas, from a uh, Texas A&M, and um, you know he's a candidate that might go back there if things don't don't get better at, at A&M. But I think he's I think he's uh, I think he's excellent. So um, we'll see if, if he can continue to keep it rolling. But uh, he, he's you know he's got a situation the other night where in that game. He just back, wanted to go back in the game. They had a chance to win. He wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let them get hurt and run the season. They were down some so I think he does, I think he does a good job be- I,
1: I just don't uh I don't s I know they have plenty of money, but I just can't see Texas A and M writing the check. I mean, that's a seventy something million dot seven million dollar check that you gotta pay to get him out of there. I don't care how much money you got. Uh that that would just uh reek to have to write a check like that. First of all to give a guy a contract like that. Uh, I mean he does not deserve that. I mean Nick Saban maybe but for Jimbo Fisher to have a contract like that uh, hopefully whatever AD did that's not there anymore. They ought to fire the AD. I just don't see them writing that check even if they lose to South Carolina this weekend. Am I wrong about that? They're going to write a 70 something million dollar check to this guy if things don't get better this season.
2: I can't see it either. I can't see it either. I mean I I, I don't I think they they, they continue to recruit well. I think uh, I think the offense is better. I think he played hard, they hadn't won the number that AM wanted to win. But I think I think uh I, I agree with you. I, I can't I can't see him going in. And the other problem too is and I talked about the guy at Duke could be a prospect. When you got when you when you fire, you got to hire. And I don't know whether the, the, the guy at Duke is as good as I think he is or not. Uh, so I, I don't think that he he would probably just knock the knock everybody in the head being so good if, if they got the guy from Duke. So I, I nobody it's not a whole lot of people to hire. I don't think you got going to hire an assistant coach who, who you're not sure about. And um, I don't think the offensive coordinator is going to step in there and get it. So I think they leave – I I kind of think they leave him alone
1: personally. I, I don't get the people talking about they think Lincoln Riley is going to the NFL. Why? Why? What is Lincoln Riley doing to deserve an NFL job? This guy, their defense is, uh, it wasn't good at Oklahoma. It's not good where he is there at Southern Cal. If you're an NFL team, why would you want Lincoln Riley? I don't understand why people think that's a slam dunk for this guy, uh, to go on and leave USC and go on to the NFL. I, I, am not sure what people, I'm missing something here. You think Lincoln Riley, uh, may pack it up and head to the NFL? No. I don't think you uh, 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 unless the unless
2: he's worn out with the the expectation factor. Of him coming to Southern Cal is big, and um, you know he's got to keep those guys at home as much as he can. A lot of good players, a lot of players, but I I, I, I think I think once you're generally speaking, once you're a college football coach, you'd like to stay that way. I, I think generally speaking, in people's minds, you'd like to. Raw, rod ain't it better, provided unless, unless you just don't have any kind of chance at all to win. I think he, he Of course, he has great chances. That it just hadn't played very well, and his teams have not been real good defensively, never have. And uh, he's one side of the ball, and um, that's what makes coach so good at Alabama. He's both sides of the ball, and um, also he's. The difference is he hires people that also are very, very good recruiters. And if you coach both sides of the ball, and you got recruiters, you got a better chance to hang in, in there. I, uh, I was thinking about this morning when all I, the stuff that you get through the Tennessee game when they're down like they were, and um, crap that you get on the internets and stuff, and they didn't do this, they didn't do that, and they all do not doing that, not doing this. Coach Bryant left, um, I, I don't know what the year, in the 80s, early 80s, because I got a job in the 80s and went to, right right after that. There will be the biggest stink, the biggest malcontents, and Coach leaves regardless of who they get in the history of Alabama football. I don't know why I was thinking about that this morning, but I was. It will be um, no understanding by the fans. Um, All comparison by the fans. Uh, Things are quite different than they were back in those days when we didn't have the media that we have today. We had media, but we didn't have social stuff that we have today. It will be without a doubt. I won't be around to see it, but uh, you will. And it will be absolutely uh, one complaint after another.
1: I, and uh, we got to get to break, get Coach Smith, hopefully. Um, see, Ter- I know Terry Saban's always been involved, but I see her more animated this year than ever. Uh, you saw her last uh, Saturday night singing uh, the song in the box and she was shaking that shaker you saw the win at Texas a and she's down the field and she is elated it's almost like it's kind of the last run and she is soaking it all in and enjoy I mean, maybe I'm reading between the lines there but she seems to be more into it uh, this year than ever and sometimes it, when it's coming to an end you try to enjoy it a little bit more and there's been some talk about coach may take on Luke Lee Corso's uh, job there on college game day so we'll see uh something could happen uh here in the near future and we'll see what happens there with what we're talking about all right we take this break we'll get coach try to get coach sonny smith in and we'll also take your phone calls 205-342-9904 if you want to call in and talk to sonny you can do that as well this is tied to 100.9 it's the home of alabama sports
0: This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi, your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Guthrie's. America's original chicken finger restaurant is now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Thursday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we were joined by the Director of Athletics for the University of Alabama, Greg Byrne.
9: That time of year now between now and really the end of the spring where you have a lot of your sports going all at once and, and, uh, your kids are in the middle of academics. You know, to be honest, I've spent a lot of time on NIL and, uh, and, and I've been, uh, you know, our, 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 our NIL entity that we call yay alabama they've been doing a really good job of, of continuing to grow their brand we've tried to give them the states to do that i've been working with them to try to continue to make sure that we are are competitive from an nil standpoint it's really important for for us from a recruiting standpoint uh you know we don't you know one of our absolute strengths is the fact that we are the university of alabama that's a great thing for us we also cannot take that for
5: granted i'll have more in a moment Founded in Haleyville, Alabama in 1965 by Hal and Melissa Guthrie, Guthrie's was America's first chicken finger restaurant. Guthrie still uses the family's original southern fried chicken recipe in every chicken finger they serve, fresh, hot, and fast. Guthrie's Golden Fried Chicken Fingers has been Alabama-owned and operated for over 58 years and is still going strong. Come see us soon. Guthrie's, America's original chicken finger restaurant and now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com.
0: If you missed yesterday's episode of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, catch it on demand on the CTSN YouTube page with interviews featuring Greg Byrne, Nate Oates, and Christy Curry. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Guthrie's. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield.
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm, dry day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 82. Fair tonight below 64. And for the weekend, warm and dry. A partly sunny sky tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 82 and 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's
0: 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and screening on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Wayne's Pest Control serve over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. That's the great folks at Wayne's. Make sure you're home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush, and healthy. Give him a call today, 866-Wayne's-1, and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get right to the Wayne's hotline. Uh, he joins us just about every Friday, one of our great friends, Coach Sonny Smith. Good morning, Coach. How are you?
7: Thanks, Sunny. Good morning. How's everybody? We're good. How are okay. you, sir? How you doing? Hanging on, hanging on, hanging on,
1: hanging on. Where
2: um Anything in NASCAR? I always ask you that, but nobody else talks NASCAR with you.
7: NASCAR's having a great season and a lot of different winners. Uh, the, uh, the you don't have a race that's not uh, uh, run competitively. Uh, you have. You have two or three guys with, uh, with two wins or more, but most of them, most of them, there's a different winner almost every week. And it's, uh, uh, and there's not, there's nothing, you know, you don't have to have a big wreck to get a lot of, get a lot of, uh, of write ups about NASCAR because it's, it's, it's healthy. Anytime you go to a race like Martinsville coming up, they will, that would be a sold out situation. You won't get, it's hard to get a ticket to get in. So from a standpoint of fans and standpoint of interest, NASCAR is, it is not only if it's at an all time high because you don't have the Daryl Walters, a Jeff Gordon uh, type of, uh, of guys with names that, that hit, hit in there like that. But, uh, you do have a, you have a number of guys that are, uh, High on everybody's list from the standpoint of wanting to get them on to interview. Danny Hamlin might be one, uh, that's running a little bit high right now. A kid out of Virginia that came off the short track soon has just been, he's been on fire ever since he got into NASCAR. Uh, they, they, you have a lot of that type of thing happening. Usually it's the guys that have, the guys that have uh, great sponsorships and ownership will run up front. Uh, like Joe Gibbs, for instance, a former football coach. His guys are going to run up front every day. And Then you got Rick Hendricks, who's uh, been a Chevrolet man forever, and he's his people going to run up front. And then when you have, when you have a real interest in NASCAR, is when somebody comes to one of the lesser teams or one owner type teams and run up front. And, uh, uh you know, in basketball, in football, uh, that we're all, all involved in all the time. It, uh, you pretty much can tell who's going to win. And NASCAR, it's, it, and when they drop that green flag, it could be anybody 1 through 15 has a chance to win the race. I think that's what makes it an exciting sport. And for your fans that had not been watching a race or listen, you you watch one time, if, if it wasn't for the length of the race, I think if somebody would watch the race one time, that they become a fan and watch it a little bit more. But it's it's
1: an exciting sport and is very healthy right now. We're talking with Coach uh, Sonny Smith. Uh, Coach uh, Auburn's zero and four in the SEC, three and four overall. Uh, they got a winnable game this weekend, Mississippi State coming in. They're trying to get the six wins uh, to get a bowl. How's the Auburn fan right now? Uh, we know they uh, try to support their team as much as possible. There, it's a two thirty kick. There, do you look for a big crowd there? Uh, oh yeah,
7: the, the crowd will be there. Okay. Com- the com- the complaints will be <laughs> there too. Uh, you know, uh, Auburn fans this year for me have not been as vocal from a standpoint of negativity as, as what the record shows. And I think they have a, I think they have a great belief in the coach. And I think they think that he's going to turn things around. He did it all Miss, and uh, they think that and Liberty. And they think that he can uh, do it, and I think he's a very popular head coach right now. And with with good assistance, they feel like they're recruiting well. The people the people are still coming. I mean, that's the main thing. Uh, and uh, the complaints are still there, like always. Quarterback who's gonna, who's going to be the starting quarterback's always a big factor. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 in the minds of everybody on every day. But I, I think they give a great effort every time, and I think you give a good account of themselves, but you've got you got to have real talent to win in this league of football.
1: Does that little group that you meet with every day, they still supporting coach?
7: You know what? Very little negativity is, that, is a bit, <laughs> uh, the word everybody's
1: using. They say, always say, y'all gum your food, which is not nice. That's not nice for him to say that.
7: <laughs> well, I I, I, if I if I had more teeth I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but uh it uh sometimes it's, it's called have to. We got a lot of have to's in that group. Have to go and be bathroom, have to, have, to, have, to have, yeah, have to go to the bathroom, have to go to the bathroom, have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we got a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of criticism takes place too. Everybody gets their 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 licks in. I think uh I think Auburn is hired a good football coach. I think he knows what it takes to win, having been at Ole Miss and and, and did pretty good there. And, and Liberty did well, so I think I think there's a more belief in him than the record would show. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. That uh, basketball wise, uh, y'all have picked fifth, like it is fifth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bruce Bruce tells the team
1: six. Yeah, <laughs> so, really? Alabama's five and Auburn was six by the media. I yeah, think you're right. and he I think I'm wrong. He,
7: yeah. He in his I was there when he came back talked to the team. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if it was uh, putting on a show type of thing or but he was really really upset. And uh he, he he spent a long time talking to the team about it. And uh he kept talking about the number of people that we got returning and the way that we've recruited it's an insult. And uh uh you know, now this was Bruce talking to the team. I don't know how he would how he talks out in the public. You know, sometimes you you feel real good being picked down there because you you know you're a lot better than that. And if I had to say Bruce Pearl being a sixth place team right now, I don't, I doubt that that will happen. You got too many returning players. He recruited too well with from players that have played at uh, this level or at the Division Two level and were big stars there. Uh, he didn't go with that many freshmen. He went with, with basically transfer type guys. And I think uh, I think when they kick it off, Bruce, Pearl, Bruce Pearl's team will be a little bit better than people are picking him. Mm, yep. Uh, who do you? How do you think? Have you kept up with it all, Sonny? Other teams? It's only when I listen to them talk about it. You know, we don't get uh, uh, we we don't get that much about. Basketball teams in in the media down here, unless you're watching national or regional uh, shows, you you don't hear hear a lot about it. But uh, the the team that they're always going to start with Kentucky, but uh, it, everybody keeps talking Tennessee going to be really good. Yeah, and I, uh up. yeah, and I uh, I I didn't see that they were they're absolutely the best, but. Uh, uh, I figured Auburn I didn't figure Auburn as a sixth place pick. And Alabama where was Alabama picked?
1: They picked them five.
7: Uh, five. Yeah, that's what I thought. That uh, that's probably uh that's probably that's probably a pick a little bit too low for them too, I would think. But now then then again, who are they going to replace up at the top? That's, uh, that's a big, big question there. Yeah. How has how, how the response to y'all been of teams so far? I know Tennessee's going to be good now.
1: You know, there's just not a lot of talk about it. Uh, you know, they had media days and dad and I, uh, consider ourselves media and we're basketball guys and we didn't even know it. Uh, they were having media days up in Mountain Brook. I'm not sure why you have it right there in the middle of football. Uh, but if you do have it, they got to at least advertise it a little bit more. So I, I don't know. The SEC office helps basketball uh, as much as they need to they they gotta do a better job of, of getting the information out uh, in my opinion coach
7: well years ago it was awful from a standpoint like uh, they they token coverage ba- basketball and then all of a sudden it started getting good and uh this year it appears to me has been less coverage of basketball uh and of course it's early of course uh, less coverage than I've seen in a long time, and I don't know what that is. And maybe it's because football is is right at prime time right now, and everything. That it could be that, but uh, this is a very good basketball league, without a doubt. Yeah, no doubt. When the uh, t- these two new
2: teams come in here next year, Oklahoma and Texas, uh, the interesting part of it for me is the schedule. I've studied it quite a bit. Have, you know, we have five you teams. You've always, we have, you always we, been a schedule, man. Yeah, we have five teams that everybody plays this year. And I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. this because it's y'all, but of the five that I've studied, and the guy did a pretty good job. He's gone now. He's gone. Auburn got the Auburn got the easiest, now I won't say the word easiest, but the best-looking schedule of those five teams of anybody mm-hmm. in the league. Uh, Alabama had Alabama had uh, Tennessee and Florida added to them. Al, um, Auburn had Mississippi State and Vanderbilt added to them. Uh, they had not played those two, mm-hmm. so it. Uh,
7: and when you get ready well, to get you've in, all, you've always been better at talking schedule and knowing schedule than most people. And, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, you you, you really yeah. you spend more time on that and lay than. Yeah. And I figured I right. figured recruiting was one
2: and the scheduling was two. Well I, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see what and, happens and, and, next
7: year. And talking yeah. about the referees is three, right? Yeah, that's right. Talking <laughs> about the referees you, is three. Referees used to be up the top in the league. Yeah, you didn't that's right. you didn't know which guy was gonna rob you. <laughs> no, that's right. That's exactly right. Um it's I don't know if, it's I don't normal.
2: know if, I don't know if they'll go to two eighteen eight team leagues and separate uh, those. Or whether I'll go to one one sixteen team
7: league. I bet they I bet they put it uh, separated, and there's going to be a lot of bad talk about that. You're not yeah. getting to play twice the people that you really want to play. Yeah, I haven't studied there like you do. You'll have to tell me. Well, Oklahoma,
2: Texas, you'll have to put in them in different
7: leagues. And um, I don't yeah. know, but, uh,
2: but but you have Missouri as it is already, you know, out kind of in the west. They have you
7: have them in the east. Start with, yeah. so it's you got to fix way for your natural rivals. Play them twice. Uh, I yeah. don't know if I don't know how they're going to yeah. do and that. You, and you
2: need you need to have Kentucky at your place to,
7: to make money. So. You really do. Uh, the thing about Auburn's situation right now, Auburn's going to sell out for most games because of the small arena. Yeah, and uh, you know scheduling uh, scheduling is is of great importance, but it's not as important as it. Used to be when you needed somebody to come in to draw fans, Mm. and uh, they don't have they they don't have that problem now. They they sell the place out pretty
1: well. Well, coach, have a great weekend. Uh, Enjoy the the football game down there. Dad's blue plate special. Tell you people that he picked Auburn. He picked Auburn uh, this weekend minus six and a half to cover against Mississippi State. So uh, he's. I believe Auburn will beat them. I believe.
7: Auburn situation down here. We have more talk about who the quarterback's going to be than about who we're playing. Who is your quarterback? Well, yeah, Thorn is uh, is the one that people uh, get on so much, and he actually has played pretty well. I I don't even watch him enough to know if I call his name correctly. But uh, they, uh, they they we talk more quarterbacks down here than anything else right now. All all the old guys getting the gummers, as you say. Can they get together? It's all talk about the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Do y'all right. ever have corn on the cob?
7: Oh, uh, I, I I know it on one last night. Yeah. Well, you, I, what you need
2: to, what you need to do is have have uh, mashed potatoes. It's much easier on
7: your <laughs> Well, now we had mashed potatoes with our corn last night. Like
1: corn on you the cob. two, star-
7: you had two you got- Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna have something to undo the damage you've done. <laughs>
1: All right, eat that. on, on that gob.
7: got on, that gob. Throw a little mashed potatoes <laughs> in there. you got it
1: going. Duck <laughs> down a little moonshine th- th- so you can forget what you ate. There you go. All right, uh, Coach, have a great weekend.
7: I wish I could give you more information, but I'm fresh out. Yeah, You're,
1: you're good. You're good. Thank good. you. Thank you. Thank you,
7: sir.
1: Thank you. All right, there's Coach Sonny Smith, one of the all-time greats. All right, let's <laughs> talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes.
2: They're one of the all-time greats in the city of Tuscaloosa in the area of the southeast. Prince Clover and Hayes at 345-1234 will be able to take uh, the problems that you have with, with uh, a situation where you get injured and take it and study it and know exactly what that needs to be done with it. And I think that's big because you go into it not knowing exact hadn't happened to you before, probably. You're not sure about it. You don't know who to talk to. You're just a little bit lost. As to all the problems that come up. 3 1234,
1: 1, Prince Glover. In it. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember if they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines will be open 205 You're listening to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama Sports.
10: No representation is made that the
1: quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed
3: by other lawyers. high 100.9 traffic from the towns of nissan traffic center we've got a wreck on domino ben's boulevard us 11 behind the plant This is stalling traffic we also have a bad wreck on university boulevard on the bridge over mcfarland you can expect serious delays there if you see other conditions give me a call grab some end of the month instant savings now at towns and nissan they're your hometown dealer and i'm captain ray hi
0: best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com.
1: Tuscaloosa Toyota, go to Toyota.com. You can look at the new inventory, they use the used inventory right there on the website. Also, schedule a service. That way, uh, you can get in and get out uh, on the service. They also have a great special going on right now at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Any tire, buy three tires, get one tire for a dollar, the fourth one for a dollar. That's quite a deal right there. Take advantage of that. Go to Toyota.com or swing down to Skyland Boulevard. And tell them that well, and Barry sent you. All right. Um, real quick, Dad, I'll have you pick against the line here. Um, you know, you talk about people just picking games. That's not real hard to do, but picking against the line is virtually impossible. Uh, this line, um, in College Station, Texas, we've talked to a lot of people this week and they say, uh, oh, the South Carolina's offensive line is just beat up. They have not yeah. start- started the same offensive line. Uh, all year, JC told us, uh, he didn't like it for him. The line's going up to 15 and a half right now. Uh, South Carolina at Texas AM, 15 and a half. Where are you going?
2: Um, I'm still going with AM. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blue plate it because I knew, I knew that I, I wanted to do it Tuesday at 14, but I don't do them on Tuesday, so I, I'd back off, but I think I I think A and M beats him pretty badly.
1: Alright, uh, so he's taking A and M even laying the fifteen. Fifteen and, and a half. half is a lot of, you know, it's a lot of points, but I, I think it's gonna be a lot of points. Yeah, uh the other one big big number as well, this line has not moved. Uh Georgia getting four or giving fourteen and a half to Florida uh in Jacksonville. Fourteen and a half Florida or Georgia? Florida. You take them, to Florida. All right. Uh, we know where you're going on the Auburn Mississippi State game. You're going to Auburn there. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee on the road, uh, three and a half point favorite there. Uh, who you got?
6: Mm.
1: I'm going to take Tennessee. I think
2: Tennessee, uh, and the, the reason I'm going to take Tennessee is the best thing that that Kentucky does is run it. They pay their, fo- their football. Quarterback is not a very good passer. Uh, Tennessee's better, better defensively. They really are. They're not, they're not Alabama, but they're better, and they they have really worked on it. And uh, I, I think Tennessee wins the game.
1: And that uh, was three and a half or whatever. Yeah, three and a half. So I think Tennessee uh, take Tennessee game. three and a half. Last SEC game, uh, winless Vanderbilt, uh, two and six, probably not going to a bowl. Uh they're taking on Ole Miss who's six and one, three and one in the league. Uh Ole Miss at home. Uh twenty four and a half point favorite.
2: Yeah, that's that's a confusing one, Barry. I don't know. I I guess I guess I might take Vanderbilt in twenty f I might take Vanderbilt a twenty four and All
1: All right, that's a six thirty game. <laughs> Uh, I don't be, know why I said that. They'll but be I partying on the Grove. Which uh, one did you, you take in that game? Ugh. 24 and a half. I probably would take the 24 and a half. Uh, I'm mine. All right, let's get to the uh, Alabama 1 hotline and get Jason on the show. Jason is gone. Uh, Jason, give us a call back if you want to give us a call back. Yeah, uh, 24 and a half. Uh, they're going to party in the Grove all day long. Uh, so was, I thought it was at Vanderbilt. No, it's in bought Hemingway Stadium. There. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah. So, um and Ole Miss, you know, they're seven to one or six to one, I'm sorry. Uh look at the remainder of their schedule to see if they'd have a chance. They got Vanderbilt at home. They got Texas A and M at home. And then they go to Georgia. If they could somehow get that win at Georgia, then they got Monroe and that Mississippi State. So I think at the most uh they're probably only going to lose two games in the regular season. So 10 and two. I mean, we kind of picked on Lane Kiffin and said he's so. if he does that, uh, for Ole Miss to be 10 and two, uh, doing a pretty good job there. Uh, so if they don't falter down the stretch, but I think they should take care of Vanderbilt. We'll see. A&M will be a tough game with an 11 o'clock kick for some reason. Then at Georgia, uh, will be difficult, but I don't think Brock Byers will be back yet. So we'll see if, um, no, I think he'd be lucky he'd be back for the playoffs. Yeah, but the, yeah, playoff. they got Monroe. They're going to beat those guys, and I think they're just better than Mississippi State right now. So uh, they're looking at three more wins for sure. And they got two toss-up games with Texas A&M and Georgia. So Lane Kiffin on the way to having a good year. If he could run the table in Alabama or to somehow lose to LSU, then he has a chance there maybe to win a tiebreaker, depending on how everything breaks to get in, get to Atlanta. So it's still. He's still playing for that, uh, and obviously playing for, for a great bowl game as well, uh, this year. I would take this last break, come back and wrap up the show, then get out of the way for the Gary Harris show. If you guys want to jump, jump back in, Jason, you're welcome to call back 205-342-9904. you listen to tied to 100.9 the home of Alabama Sports.
0: Tide 100.9
5: Tuscaloosa weather. Another warm, dry day today. The sky partly to mostly sunny. The high 82. Fair tonight. Below 64. And for the weekend, warm and dry. A partly sunny sky tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 82 and 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3320 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: State champion and two-time NIT champion Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
1: Welcome back to Inside Locker, Alabama 1. I want to thank them; these guys for being a great sponsor. Go to dot org. We talked with Mike Brown in the first hour. You're looking for the mortgage, the car loan, the credit card. Uh, you got uh, a little bit of problem maybe with your credit score. You want to figure out what you need to do to get it raised so you can qualify for the loans. Or if you got a great credit score, they'll sit down with you. And either way, find out the best solution for you. Swing by any one of the local branches or go to the website right there, www.alabama1.org. All right, uh, we've talked a lot about uh football uh coaches uh, gone. They were asking coach, do you have, is there any analytics to figure out when coaches may need a break? And he, <laughs> he came back and said, wait a minute. Uh, why don't you, what about me needing a break? I'm 72 years old. These guys are a lot younger than me. They ought to be able to go get uh, to go a lot longer than I, I can. He said, these don't make guys like they used to, but I think this is an opportunity for these coaches now to coaches out of town. Players are gone chance maybe for the weekend to enjoy their families a little bit and in preparation for the stretch run here. So these guys spend a lot of time, uh, away from the kids, uh, away from their wives. So this is an opportunity for them to have a nice weekend at home. Uh, that is, it does come in a great time of the year, doesn't it, for them?
2: Yeah, it does. Uh, when I was at Alabama, we had some coaches who took advantage of that. We had some coaches that stayed in the office and looked at film over and over and over. Ken Donahue would stay in there, and he would look at film until, oh, it's unbelievable. He, he was have a, a defense coordinator and a, a good person, but they would just. There's be some that would take a little time off, but most of the time, because they, Coach Bryant had the staff meeting, he's expecting you to know. Coach, Coach Bryant probably probably did, and I don't know this for a fact because I'm not around probably did not look at as, as much film as Coach Saban does because um, you know his people were he trusted his people and he was somewhat older too and, and
1: I don't know if that's right I may have, may have, shouldn't have said that but let's we'll see uh, so anyway, these guys will get a break. We talked about the players; a lot of them, they live real far away. I think it's probably hard for them to get home. But the NIL uh days of maybe being able to afford a plane ticket that would have been tough for you to get in the past. I think there's some opportunities to do that if you live in Texas or Florida or something like that. The important thing is to go home, keep your nose clean, get back, get ready to ready to work. So I know coach probably uh, had a big conversation about that. But uh, I look for these guys to. Uh, come back and make a good run there. What are your thoughts about this LSU game this early, early ahead? Uh, Alabama's got a great defense. Uh, LSU's got a great offense. Uh, something's got to give there. Uh, when you have preparation two weeks, uh, does it help the offense more or the defense having that long to get ready for, for each other?
2: Well, I would think that you help, I, I would think it helps your offense more. Your defense is pretty much your sets that you're going to run. You already know what they're going to do in certain situations offensively. I think maybe not because of the quarterback deal. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But maybe because of the quarterback deal, you got to have a real understanding of the best way to hem him up and to keep him hemmed up because he's going to, you know, he's going to. They're going to have a situation where he gives the ball to a lot of people, and all of a sudden, by the time he fakes it to a lot of people and runs it himself, he's. You know, he, they do a good job of setting you up, thinking you're going to continue to do what you're doing. They don't. So, um, I don't know. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a game where Tommy Reese, uh, worked for the head coach at LSU. People forget that. And, um, so the head coach at LSU knows what Tommy likes to do. Uh, yes, he's running some of coach, Coach's stuff, and they've studied him on film and so forth, but he has a little bit of a knowledge of Tommy's thinking because he was his offensive guy. Um, kind of interesting to me a little bit.
1: Does that give you a chance too with more time? A well, I, I, think, know. No, I think with more time it gives you a chance maybe to put in a couple of new things offensively. Maybe. Uh, that they hadn't seen. You line up in the same formation, run something different there. You ought to be a... Certainly, you should be able to add some stuff uh, because people are so over-scouted now. Uh, You can't... I know people say, well, you still got to block and tackle and execute the play. But I think putting in a couple of new things and maybe get a... break a long, explosive play there can be a huge factor in this game.
2: Yeah, they can. I think... uh, uh, What's his name the other day when we had him on? um, Said that the safety man for for Tennessee ran up way too quick. The long pass was thrown for... For a touchdown to start the second half uh, for Alabama, the, the safety got way out of whack for Tennessee. Um, so, but you're right. I think it. I think you can maybe add a thing or two. It, it's just not that not that Tommy having worked for for the head coach means that much. I just I just said it because I thought it was interesting. Just like it was interesting for for Hugh Freeze to. Coach Ole Miss when he was the Ole Miss coach. And and uh, so it's just
1: a little bit different. All right, let's get, uh, we'll wrap up the show. Let's get to the uh, Yellowwood hotline, get D9 into the show. Good morning, D9. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. How are you, bud? Uh, uh, pretty good. Headed up to the Florence
4: area.
1: See, Uh-oh. my dad had, had to be put in the
4: hospital, but headed up there just to see. He's okay. You can see him, maybe get him home today, but. I had a, a question this time last year, and from this point to the rest. Of, I mean, basically the rest of the season last year. Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien was was flooding y'all's phone calls, uh, uh, the, the the dislike play calling and stuff like that. I Two part question. Overall, offensively, do you see a big difference? Do you think it would be in the same boat if Bill O'Brien was still here? And if
2: so, does that point to a Nick Saban hard-headedness a little bit on the offensive side of the ball? Well, I, I, uh, I I'm a little bit different. I thought Bill O'Brien did a good job. You may you may dis- have disagreed. I I, think no, I, d- of, I agree
4: with
2: you. Uh, I think uh, he takes he takes that football on two yard line and marches down the field in the Auburn game. Um, and he did things like that. I thought all year. Uh, yeah. So I I. I I don't know the difference between he and Tommy at all. I think,
1: uh, Dad, you can comment. I think it's a lot easier an offensive coordinator calling plays for Bryce Young, who has experience, won a Heisman Trophy. You're a little more comfortable yes. opening up the playbook than it is for Milra, who's had some turnover problems, doesn't have a lot of playing time, so. It's probably, it's like being Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. You just got to make sure Peyton gets on the bus. If he gets on the bus, I'm going oh, yeah. to be a good coordinator. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I would think yeah. you would call plays differently because yeah. of the quarterbacks and the experience of those. Not that uh, Jalen Milner is not a good quarterback, but he certainly doesn't have the experience yeah. of Bryce Young.
3: The other
2: problem that you have is you've got to spend some time that we don't know about with the second, with who is going to be the 2nd string quarterback in case he gets hurt. I mean you gotta yeah. spend a bunch of time. <laughs> he's got to understand he may not he's got to understand what he's to do as well as Jessie Milrow does. Because you can't yeah. you're you're one play away from him getting hurt. Yeah.
4: So Oh yeah. Well and the second part of that question is uh, the second part of the question that you kinda of touched on it there, we say the experience with Bryce Young versus uh Milro, is there a learning curve? Is there that much of a difference between the offensive coordinators Notre Dame versus? I think the SEC is a little more pressure because you do have those, I would say, kind of cupcake games more uh, at Notre Dame, it would seem. But are the fans a little bit too hard on Tommy because, hey, you know, you went from driving a Ford Escort to a. A, a-, a-, R- a-
1: Lamborghini, you know. In some yeah. ways, we well, got to get out. I'll answer it quickly, and Dad. You, but I think I think it takes a little time to learn all your players. Like okay. you know, when you coach your team, you kind of learn who can do what, put them in situations. But it that that takes time uh, to learn everybody. Oh, yeah. And I think he's growing with that, and you see that either. A lot of times from the first half to the second. Thanks, Dina. Thank you. All right. That's it. that's it for today. Great call there. That's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show. Everybody have a great weekend. You list the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.